podcasting? I'm podcasting? Yes! This is uh, On Two's podcast. Oh, that's I am us. Will. I'm Adric. And this week we watched Mind Game. Wow. Uh, we sure did. This uh, big recommend on watching this before we talk about it. Yeah. But, although I don't think that this is one that you can actually spoil. No, not exactly, right? Like, even if we describe the entirety of the plot to you, you would be like... Then, yeah, you'd still get about huh? as much out of watching it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but that being said, it is probably still worth just like going out. Um, uh, Will rented it from the library. I think you can rent it on YouTube for two bucks if you don't want to support your, the most beautiful institution in the United States like Mm me. Um, uh, well, anyway, so mind game, uh, this was directed. It's, it's not the directorial pre, uh, premiere of Masaki Yuasa, but it is like the first thing where it seems like they actually gave him a whole lot of leeway to do whatever yeah. bullshit he wanted. Yeah, because he had uh, a couple of animation episodes before that and a pilot. And um, what is Slime Adventures Yay the Sea? Is that a show Slime or a... Adventure. I'm just looking at his... Oh, whoa, this looks nuts. Uh, link it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, uh, yeah. This looks really cool. This looks really cool. And and also, will, uh, like, just as stylized. I will, I will watch that later. Yeah. So, yeah, that's but an animated his, short film. Yeah. It's his film premiere. Yeah. Yeah, definitely his film premiere, because before that, it had just been a couple episodes, and then this short film, um, which looks almost like, I don't know the exact circumstances, but it looks self-produced. Yeah. Um, and, Which yeah. is astonishing, given how truly fucking buck wild this is for it to oh yeah have been permitted it, with so little work prior it's so hog like the fact that you could give someone this script yeah. and be like well i've done a couple of uh tv shows and stuff anyway uh here's here's, here's this bullshit the most fucking bonkers shit you've ever read in your life with like yeah multiple dream sequences uh afterlife like uh there's a an entire sequence that is the just like half the movie takes place in the stomach of a whale inside of a whale yeah fucking nuts and it's so good (laughs) (laughs) uh i do want to like get the um the caveat out of the way with because i'm going to spend a lot of time praising this thing for a lot of different reasons um this is uh an extremely masculine production and does not uh yeah have any interest in um portraying women in a particularly positive light and not just positive light but like as uh as having much uh in the way of um like agency in in the narrative of the film um it's not like egregious or anything it's just it's just like you know yeah a movie with uh you know the same number of characters who are women as men um like that said yan kind of like gets more liberated as the film goes on yeah no there is there is like self-actualization in there and like um uh there is like interesting things that they do but they're yeah it it is exploitative of women for sure 
and and uses yeah, them towards they, plot advantage. They decidedly primarily. focus on one character's huge tits for like a large bit of this. Yeah, as movie. well as like um, the the use of sexual assault as a um, plot motivator. Is yeah, like, yeah, that's always I, that happens so much in anime, and I it fucking really does. hate it. It really does. Um, but let's let's fucking talk about this so that's like that's like the caveat to this because it yeah. is it is like a uh, a really truly interesting thing and like oh uh, I, I did also want to go through because i mentioned the director but you know a lot of even anime fans don't know the names of directors yeah uh so other things that he's done he did a lot of like an episode of space dandy oh he weird did Welcome to the Space Show. He's the key animator on there. Oh, weird. He was in the animation department for Adventure Time. Oh, weird. For one episode, he was the key animator. He did Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. Uh, key animator there, which if you've seen both of these, then it's pretty obvious. <laughs> the connection you know, between what, the two. What we're looking at there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we're referencing is the, like, I would say planar animation style or planar stylization of the characters. Um, where and the sketchiness like, of the line work uh-huh. and all that the, the just switching back and forth not, between simplicity and intensity well and not ca- not caring about keeping characters on model yeah at all uh well still holding their like mm, like the way that they are perceived by other characters yeah it's like the thing that's yeah. maintained i mean especially in this one they don't care about keeping characters on model <laughs> no God. Uh, one of like at least one character is this like doesn't have a model and that's the whole point that was cool as hell <laughs> that was Fuck so it. good yeah that was such oh, a good god rules. that's where the, the quote came from is yes oh god what an interesting and <laughs> strange representation god. of god so this thing opens on like a really interesting beautiful cold, cold open of them sitting of the a character sitting in a car um as rain is sort of pattering down on the windshield viewing it from their point mm-hmm. of view um as a woman runs across the screen uh across like the the field of view of this character and into an alleyway um and another character gets out of the car and chases after them well and even just like that first shot you're looking at a lot of the elements of this that are going to be consistent yeah. like the you know the sketchiness of the backgrounds there's some um things that are look like they're just photographs that they kind of collaged into there <laughs> exactly um and it and reminds me a lot of bill plimpton that's a good way of putting it and it's like what's so cool is that they're it's not even like they're um uh what's the phrase like you know just superimposing images on top of the entire frame or or switching right. to a uh, a photograph it's like just the eyes will be a photograph or like just the face or and then the, the background face. or like parts yeah. of the face and it's like it's strange but it really does work and like manages to keep you in the um in the feel of it in a way yeah. that i didn't expect i really thought it would it would be more jarring but it's just like oh that's what we're doing but yeah it's good so it's just good and creative you basically get that until uh that character meets up with an old friend in yeah, the uh, subway she's running away from this guy clearly or like um, running away from something it's not i guess not obvious that it's this guy but ends up being and then gets her foot stuck in gets the door her foot trapped in the door of the subway and runs into an, an old friend from school 
And from there, we just cut to a montage. Like, one of the strangest... Like, this could have been the short film in and of itself. It didn't need yeah. necessarily to do anything else. It was so wild. Like, we hard cut to this montage that's just a bunch of vignettes that yeah. you don't entirely understand starting off, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that goes on for a little while, and then we get back to... Yeah, it's, it's almost barely worth describing because it's just like it's like right. four hundred shots, none of well, which you have any context into. Happens again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, you pop back to them. They're walking through the rain. They stop off at a temple so that he, uh fix her foot. Uh huh. And these are uh, Nietzsche and Mion, who I guess are you know there are two main characters. Yeah. A lot of this, uh, as far as the thrust of it is that Nietzsche is not willing to take any risks. Yeah, not willing to, to put himself into a place where action is required or like right. there are stakes. So it's like willing to get up to that point, but is not willing to cross the threshold is like a way I would describe it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, consistent through this through this beginning bit of it. Yeah. So yeah, we flash back to like the two of them kind of had a relationship that uh amplifies like or like is emblematic of that where yeah. they just passed each other's each other notes and were like you know that awkward grade school middle middle school like oh that's my girlfriend over there see her like that type of thing yeah um and then uh her asking him if he would be sad if she started seeing someone else because they're not really dating like he hasn't yeah, he like made expressed any that initial moves. um expressed that initial uh attraction but then immediately didn't engage with that at all yeah um and that's like as as you mentioned that is like the thrust of the um this character's arc and and what what is in, immediately shown to you is the thing that is causing his problems is i guess a way to put it because even then it pops into like his mind where he's actually confessing his love to her and her you know yeah that's which is that's wonderful because it's like it, it is yeah i feel like usually in those circumstances you're shown somebody imagining or like the reason why you don't do something when you're when you're questioning it for yourself is because you believe that the worst will happen um but his character is interesting in that it's like no it's he he's able to perceive that he's caught in his head to the point where he can't um he can't take action on it because all that he can do is um just watch the moment go by i guess right yeah it's weird um so then they pop off to a little um little restaurant i guess yeah uh, it's, I'm trying to it's the restaurant the that um her and her sister run so um yeah. it's implied that her dad uh owns this restaurant and that the two of them run it together um and she says a, a little line that ends up being um uh relevant just like a throwaway line but it ends up being relevant of like we've let the loans go basically uh oh, we st yeah. we've stopped trying to pay the loans yeah that one's enormous there's also um i was gonna mention back in that montage there's like one thing that's written on a sign uh your life is the result of your own decisions <laughs> i didn't miss that that's cool <laughs> that's like one of the only things written in english that you can see during Interesting. that and it's just like yeah all right that's yeah okay we found the point <laughs> the thrust of the movie <laughs> okay cool i totally missed that um yeah but yeah they like go and sit down together at this restaurant um 
her sister is is cooking up some dishes, uh, and the two are sitting it's, together. It's and her specifically dad is there. that uh, that type of cuisine in Japan that I can never remember the name of, where it's just things on sticks. Yeah, um, I don't know what it's which, called either, but it's a thing. You probably know what seems, we're describing. Seems great. Yeah, it seems fucking awesome. Yeah, her dad talks to him for a little bit about like how he cheated on his wife, and uh, <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, how dare you?" <laughs> the Michi Michi, gets kind yeah. of yeah, gets, gets like unreasonably for yeah, reasonably, but very mad about that. Yeah, yeah, in like a matter you know, than he's gotten about anything else previously. Notably, right? Exactly, um, and. uh Oh, man. Then Mion's fiance comes in. Yes. The so the the person that she was describing when she was sitting on the steps saying, um, "Oh, because I don't I don't know if we exactly talked about that." So there was, um, he he can imagine professing his love. There's this moment that it flashes back to where she's like, uh, "Would it be okay if I dated somebody else?" And then it cuts back to the the current moment when she's sitting on the steps and is like, um, "I'm thinking about marrying this guy." And yeah. that is the the connection that we're drawing the two lines between. Um, and then this guy comes in. Is and Rio? It's, I don't remember his name. He's barely in this. just having a very nice conversation. Yeah, and they do this really interesting thing where like, he's um, evaluating back and forth what he believes his relationship to her is, um, to Mion. And like uh, his um, perception of this guy is the thing that's informing it more than anything. Like right. He isn't thinking about how she's treating him or how she's treated him. Uh, like either of the two men um, or how she's reacted. He's like, and I think that this is like, I can't tell if this is like um, the director doing this on purpose or just like showing his own perspective that I think is misogynist of, of just like not it not being about um, the person that he's seeking the affection of at all. It's like completely about himself well, and completely about this is, you know, kind of setting the character as far back in their arc as yeah possible because this feels like a self-insert character it does but and that's and that's what i mean like i, I genuinely can't tell if that self-insert is self aware completely of of all of the pieces at play here because as we pursued throughout the, the rest of the film he doesn't like grow out of that aspect like he he, gave, yeah. he grows in self-actualization in a very like interesting and cool and positive but he way he doesn't grow in his consideration of other human beings exactly yeah that's exactly my point i just i just think that that's interesting and and, and like um i don't know kind of important or, or interesting to talk about too as far as how characters um who are self-insert characters can sort of in interesting ways i think show um, sides to us that we don't expect and it's like i think that the same thing is true of like criticism of media too where um yeah what you think about a work or or why you think different things about a work can say a lot about Can't the person that you are it. yeah yes oh definitely anyway diatribe over yep anyway <laughs> then this pig then this pinheaded fuck with his underwear on in the outside <laughs> fucking nuts uh, character design strolls in and you're like what movie know. are we watching yeah <laughs> well He's been in the movie previously. Yeah, but you like barely perceive him, honestly. Like, yeah, because you're like just starting it, the movie. As more like a monster. Than yes, exactly. An actual human like a, being, like a demon. Which even even in this scene, he's more of a demon than he is an actual human being. Totally. Yeah, he's like he, he is. A, he definitely is like a 
a tool for the movie to use. And so he is characterized to that effect in a degree that I think is extremely successful, where it's just like, I'm, I've pushed this design yeah. so obviously far that this person cannot be perceived as anything other than a literary tool. Well, but then later on, he, you know, we see him as a kid. That's true. I forgot about that little sequence. Oh, stuff. man, that was nuts. God, that was good. Um, so he pops a soccer ball, or they're, they say they're looking for this guy, which is uh, Mion and Yang's dad. Yeah. Uh, who ducks behind the counter. Immediately. Like, like then, he's out. He, yeah. he just, like, he sees these guys walk in and is underneath the counter before the rest of them realize that they're in the broom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they say they don't know where he is. They thought that he went on vacation. Yeah, they then, cover for him. Yeah, this pinheaded guy gets really angry, uh, pops a soccer ball. Uh, he says something about chest, that guy. Throws her to the ground, starts kicking her, pulls out a gun. Like, yeah, yeah like, like fucking goes hog wild. I, and I think the instigating moment is um, he's like talking to her, and then Rio, her fiance, stands up and tries to take a swing at a uh, at pinhead. What's his name? It's like it starts with an A. I'm not going to be able to remember. Pinhead guy. I want to say. Atsu, yeah. Um, uh, well, the inciting incident is actually him just getting mad and starting to... And then uh, Neon kind of stands up to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, and he, like, pulls a gun and... Sh- yeah, which was oh, visible uh, the whole time. <laughs> it was jumped into sec. his diaper. One yeah. sec, someone's knocking on my door, I think. Who the hell? I'm going to keep recording. All right, I'm back. Welcome back. That was... My my neighbor, because our apartments are freezing because we live in a slum. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh So, yeah, then we get to the, like, the sexual assaults, which uh, we could kind of gloss over that. And yeah, if you Michi's... if you watch this, you know what what how they're using this. And if you haven't, you've seen it a million times in other movies before. Yeah. Um, Nietzsche's on the floor, cowering, and then the, the guy's puts the gun in his butt and he kind of like starts to stand up to him and and then the guy shoots him shoots him in the butt through the whole butt through the whole body and he's like and starts laughing at him and the instant that that happens um we experience it by by watching his spirit peel out from his body and get sucked up into into this guy and then the rest of that scene plays out where the person who walked in there with Atsu shoots him. Yeah, he's like, you fucking kind of, asshole. You gross me out. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of walks out. And we pop to one of the scenes that we saw in the montage. The, um, like, Time Boy. Like, this little superhero oh, yeah. character. Yeah. I forgot that this is where, where they insert that into. Yeah. So we've seen that a lot. And this is him saying, if, only, if I only had one of those time bullets... Um, which it's this like little superhero character and you see some gangsters running up to a bank and like blowing the place up and then superhero shows up and turns uh, his belt and time goes backward. Yeah, which is dudes run back into the car. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know that I would call it a theme or like that motif, just a, a device. Yeah, both because um, it's not like for it to be a theme it would, it would have to be like you know this this character is it would have to be discussed yeah is is the point of the thing is like like modifying 
time, but it's it's a device. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like, yeah. no, this is what we're using to modify the narrative. So then we pop to Nietzsche uh, in solid blue. This this whole scene is just monochromatic blue with a black background. Yeah, and it's him watching himself die over and over and over <laughs> in like increasingly dramatic and grotesque ways. Where it's the like the 3D animated version, <laughs> I thought was fantastic, just incredible. So like he watches himself die a billion times, and the screens are like replicating and getting larger and more intense. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, a low poly, uh, just like like I think gigantic it's like wireframe wireframe but descends into his field of view in like absolute grotesque quantity and quality and then it like pans back and then a uh, low poly gun gets shoved into it and then yeah and there's the big thing that says go (laughs) it's like three two one go and the gun fires and you just watch his head explode out of his face through his butt over and over again and again, increasing it's drama and quality. With, like, more and more iterations of it. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, and then it starts just asking him, aren't you pathetic? Aren't you a fucking loser? Yeah, like, text shows up on this screen. Yeah. And he's like, and yeah, he, yeah, I'm snot. He, like, grabs the curtain and pulls it away. And now we're not in solid black. We are in solid white. Yeah, that was a very, very cool shot reveal and you can see like something in the distance but you can't exactly tell what it is and um it keeps changing um Mm -hmm. like flickering between different representations and eventually we sort out that that's god (laughs) yeah and this is an entity that you can't completely perceive and so it is going to shift out from under you as you continue to try to perceive it is the yeah the narrative and it's it's so good it reminds me of like you remember contact the thing where it's like oh, oh i'm taking yeah. the form yeah, of yeah. a human so that you can or i'm taking the form of your father so that you can perceive me exactly whereas this is just like no <laughs> no you don't need to perceive <laughs> it's anything. so creative just, like yeah. all of the individual designs are all it's extremely so good. good and like it really like flits between these things quickly and like it also changes the voice uh, to whatever yep. perception and it also seems to be aware of how it's being perceived and so it like mm-hmm. has fun with it yep there's a lot of like there there is the like do you want to see my tits thing yeah that when it's being perceived in a particular way and yeah it's it's something it's very very interesting it's something and it's really weird yeah um uh, and so she is like uh, I'm dead, and he's like, I played it for you so many times. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Did you not see the... I made that for you. I edited it yep. in beautiful <laughs> in and, 4K. <laughs> and, and Nishi's all mad because he's like, oh, well, you just you just made me so that you could watch me be pathetic and die. And he's like, yeah, yeah I did. I made you on a point. whim. <laughs> you fucking moron. For and my then... sheer enjoy... Uh, I've got the, the direct quote up here yeah so i made you on a whim i made you dipshit for my sheer enjoyment <laughs> is that so wrong <laughs> god which like and he's yeah, like beating him up while he's while he's saying this he's yeah, like punching the shit out of him with various have, characters it's it, it's just a very not not even malevolent god but like capricious yeah uh, depiction a of too. a god yes 
Like, like they just don't care. Simply do not give a fuck. Um, until uh, Nishi decides to not run into the red light that God told them to. Because God is like, yeah, oh, shit. Um, we were talking, but I've actually got a date. So if yeah, you want to just run it. into that red yep. light there so that you can fuck off, that'd be great. Yep. You'll vanish if you do out that. Everything. <laughs> uh, so he turns around and sees that there's a blue light in the other direction and starts running towards that. It's just it's booking and, it. Yep. And God chases after him, tells him that, you know, you can't you can't do this. It's not going to work out. You're going to disappear. And then he doesn't disappear. And so God turns into a cheetah and is like running after him. And he's like, OK, whatever, dude. Yeah. You want to push your luck here? Have fun. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Then he gets back into his body prior to getting shot. Yeah. Like the immediately the the moments prior. And I genuinely <laughs> just love the way that this is animated. It's so good. With him, he clenches his butt around the gun, flips it around, grabs it, and shoots the guy <laughs> in the head in, like, no time. It's really, really good. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just, like, now observing this scene, and the other guy, the other professional, is like, uh and goes for his gun uh nishi's like, like yeah yeah he's got the gun on him uh and demands his car keys yeah gets them hops in his car and starts driving uh it's, it's so good it's so nice it's so good and like this is the point where the movie turns because yeah. this like making the decision to run the opposite way and disobey god is his first actual bold decision yeah that he has made in this movie or seemingly in his entire life well and he had like this this is like you know not just death death but ego death as well and so yeah in being reborn is a, is almost a completely different character and so it just like mm-hmm. turns up to 11 yeah, alongside now you get another perception. opportunity yeah it's like isekai in in his own life yeah uh so then he Grabs Mion and Yang, and not Rio, notably. Notably, uh, and not the father he's either. Passed out. Yeah. Uh, well, the father was hiding, and Rio was passed out. Yeah. Or knocked out, and takes this car, and fucking just starts doing donuts <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> just pushing it. <laughs> just, just like fuck it, and then we get into this car seat, this car chase sequence, which fucking rock it's so good and it's long it is, it's like i don't know it's 15 minutes Let's maybe see. not that long maybe eight minutes four minutes it's long though yeah it's about eight minutes yeah super super good one of my favorite parts in there was uh when one of the gangsters like it's obvious that their car is gonna crash and they're gonna die oh i love that and it cuts back to him being like i lost like as a little kid just being like i lost my pet bird and then he looks down and he's like oh you came back and And it's a photo it is just a video of a bird that's been composited over this cartoon finger just like dooting around looking real cute and he's like yep i'm so glad you came back and then it hard cuts to the car smashing into the ground oh it's it's really really good it's and and you mentioned them doing it with um 
with what's his name and this is the moment where this happens is during this the the car chase with with pinhead um where the the mob boss that these two guys presumably worked for um calls on the car phone uh calls nishi and is like that guy you killed he was a you know uh yeah he ran into some trouble but he really wasn't so bad and um uh, yeah. really uh, what did he, he call a footy fan like a a died a in the prop, wolf footy fan. proper footy fan yeah. or whatever yeah uh, like shows the childhood and they're like cuts between them um uh, the like various pictures on the wall of their sports team and then. he's got this robot dog that's on his shoulder that <laughs> that's so funny. not a hundred yeah <laughs> So he's got the robot dog in his shoulder and he like does some animated gesture as he slams after he slams his drink down on the table and it falls mm. in and fries out and he's like huh, and is like freaking out while talking on the phone to Nishi still yeah. and like yelling at his cronies to be like that's my fucking dog and then they can't do it so he throws it against the wall and is freaking out oh it was so good and- I was trying to find if there's any like consistency as far as when they swap to uh human faces composited onto character i haven't found one yet when it's more serious but i yeah i i couldn't really find any consistent more serious sounds about right though where it's just like this is like when it's close up of a face yeah yeah And, and i think that might actually call it or something close to that of just like you know, they use various things uh, a while or like in different ways, but the like close ups where the eyes are, are much more detailed, etc. Um, that is like replacing what a, a close up would be in a traditional movie. Yeah. Like um, one for one. So, yeah, we get this whole car sequence, this whole chase sequence. It's very um, Blues Brothers with like just the cars chasing them and smashing into shit constantly. Yeah. And then they're kind of like trapped uh by a ramp i guess that the uh that the bad guys have set up at Uh the end of the on a bridge so nishi launches them off a bridge (laughs) and into like you see a tsunami come up and it's not i mean i i feel as though it was pretty clear early on that they were inside of a whale yeah it was immediately obvious they don't like actually do it as a reveal no, not not quite, because you like see the whale too as it's coming up. Yeah, like, and you see its mouth open up, and uh, they they basically show up in the pitch darkness in the crashed car, and they're like, "Oh my god, we're all alive!" Yep. And then Nietzsche's just like, "Well, we better roll with the punches. There's a ship over there. Let's swim to that. Let's pretend we're having fun." Yep. <laughs> which they change his animation style for this. Yeah. Which is more like kid like really fun yeah yeah and they have like big text pop up and be like ba 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 yeah it's uh it's super good the it's like great. formalism that they do and the- oh, that's a good way uh, of putting it it's so good all right i think we're gonna have to speed up our synopsis a little bit because this yeah. is this is like we're at the halfway point of the film basically not even yep so uh they go to a boat an old man meets them there old man is like hey come over to my place this, this place is gonna get absolutely shit shit housed in like no time uh so they run over to his place and he's got like all of this stuff that has been eaten by the whale just kind of like yeah set about like he's he's like um 
castaway built a life for himself in this in the stomach of this whale um and this is like where it was already magical realism with all the other stuff but this is like the whale segment just like leans in super hard yeah and well and there's uh there's a line that they say uh that yang says at this point that is think of it as modern art and it's like (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) what is she describing i can't remember uh, his whole like setup with all the mannequins, oh, and the under- yeah. underwear and toys and yeah. stuff. Um, and so he he's like cooking them a meal and cooks them this beautiful meal. One of the things that I like about this, assuming that you've watched it already, this isn't a spoiler, but like you expect this guy to like be sinister, right? There's the like ten Cloverfield yeah. Lane guy and like a bunch of other media that is like the 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 guy that has like, persevered oh, is gonna, is gonna end up being. like i'm gonna try and trap you or whatever yeah nasty but, and keep him there especially as they like and... try to start making escape attempts from the whale but he's just he's just benevolent and like yeah ugh. he's he's just kind of like happy to have friends around yeah he's like the, he spent the, the... 30 years in here with a fucking like swimming dinosaur <laughs> which is also very it. cute Oh, this, yeah, I really liked this segment. I had so much dread coming in, especially given how intense the original segments were. Um, oh, yeah. And I was like, shit's going to go fucking bad here, I think, fast. But it, it And then it didn't. didn't. It just, like, you just, like, romped around and, like, um, characters did some, like, reconciliation and some self-expression and, like, um, experimented in a place where reality was you know, divorced from itself a little bit. It's also, um, it's not 100% clear, but the old man in these sequences is the father of the other guy with Atsu at the bar. Oh my god, you're totally right. Yes, because um, the, the like, time thing that, uh, that we yeah. cut back to with the other guy, with the other hitman, or Yakuza, um, uh we we cut to him like watching that as a kid and just like being like man i i wish that this was a thing um but we cut back to that exact same thing again um and this also well, took place in the, the montage but go ahead we get the old man's story yeah which is where he had uh in a i guess lunchbox type thing like a uh, with case, that character yeah. on it uh he had all of his drugs that he was going to sell so he's involved and, in this same. Yeah, he's he accidentally swap, swapped it out with his kid's like toy that came in that same case. Yeah, and then the feds showed up or whatever, and he got eaten up by the whale because they were on a boat. And so that's this guy's dad. This the the hitman's dad is this old man who is like yeah, you know, he was like I used to be a bad dude. And then I lived alone for 30 fucking years in the belly of a whale. And now I'm just so happy to, to have my humanity renewed by, by the fact of seeing other humans that, like, he's, he's just kind. And So then we cut back to uh, the three of them, Nietzsche, Mion, and Yang, mm-hmm. just being kind of depressed. Yeah. And coming the old to terms man with is like, being hey, let me, yeah, let me show you something cool. Uh, Mion and Yang go with him. But Nietzsche stays behind and just gets increasingly pissed off and then starts smashing shit. I also expected um, this to break bad. Like this to be one of those points where like he was the old man was going to come back because he gave him a look right before this. And I expected him to come back and like freak out and to turn back to violence. But yeah, but doesn't. 
Well, what what it kind of what happens is he smashes all of this what's basically a facade, and then you see that he's like the old man just has a noose there, and he has all of these hanged stuff stuffed animals and all of these markings denoting the number of days that he's been there. Yeah, and it is kind of like showing you that this guy's putting up a front for uh, what's a really dark life. Yeah. I mean, especially before they showed up and it like recontextualizes that like, um, uh, like joyful grief almost at their arrival and like, um, also recontextualizes his, uh, I don't know, his strength to Nishi a little bit. And like, that's the thing that makes him like respect the fight that this man has been putting in, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that's when he decides to go, um, seek them out. Seek out the group. Yeah. Yep. And he falls in the water and he gets gets taken there by a dinosaur. And then we have a long synchronized swimming sequence. It's beautiful. Yeah. I really and love just, it. just like dancing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. Deeply charming. Um, I, Yang had already cut her hair. I don't think so. I'm not sure. It, yeah, it happened somewhere in yeah, the sequence. Yeah, she cut her hair like right when they were just oh, all being depressed. You're right. That's when she like cuts her hair and, and is like, and let's go. Like, yeah, I need to change the scenery. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Um, but there's a lot in this of her like getting into very avant-garde art. Yeah. Like these weird balloons. and Experimenting with gender and like, yeah, and presentation. And like, yeah, that, that whole balloon sequence where she's got like uh, balloons trapped to her at various points and like dips herself in paint and jumps against a wall is like very. Yep. Makes a big rainbow. Obviously reference to a bunch of, um, I don't know. Yeah. Performance art. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Mion and Nietzsche just talking, mm-hmm. and he's talking her through the plot about his next comic, because mm-hmm. he's a manga artist. It it comes up occasionally. Yeah. It, it reinforces the self-insert, for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he has this plot for a, a manga where uh, a bunch of astronauts get stuck on this planet and there's nothing there that they can eat but a certain gigantic dinosaur's poop. <laughs> and it, it's like the perfect food. Yeah, it's nutritionally complete. a little sad about it. <laughs> um, but also the, the dinosaur's just like bad at chasing down the other monsters on this planet. There's only one left. It's nearly extinct. <laughs> yeah. There's some metaphors uh, and then there. He says that, oh, that's a cell with, and we zoom out, and that's a cell within your body, and they keep getting bigger, and they're stuck in your colon, <laughs> and when like you poop them out, and then you flush them. It's like I don't know. It's a very funny, I don't know, non sequitur, and like um, definitely turns the corner of it for me for like self-aggrandizement of a story to back to two characters having a funny discussion because like yeah yeah like this very self-serious story ending with and then they come out your butt is a very funny thing that i could like imagine two friends joking about uh i don't know it's a very human and goofy moment and i like it yeah it's also like like the story itself is kind of just what they're going through Mm -hmm. yeah Um, totally yeah then they have sex yeah uh which the sex scene was very stylized and good it was cool it was one of the cooler i've ever seen in any production 
they like switch yeah, to oil paints yeah to oil paint there's all these like see the train yeah very very stylized it's real good it's cool watch this movie watch this movie if you if you've gotten to this point and you haven't watched this movie fuck off yeah watch them <laughs> uh so then uh the old man and yang find them and we cut to a sequence of uh nietzsche like in the far-flung future being a super cool manga artist that all these kids love oh i honestly didn't even pick up that that's who he was or that it was like um a representation is that just like this is how cool he's feeling in this moment do you think that was a it's either that or it's like a dream sequence and this is what he like wants to be and it's him recognizing that he can't be that without Mm. getting out of Mm. this whale you're totally right yeah just like this is the future that i want for myself and this new character is willing to fight for it um uh and then we get to like there's another montage uh but we get to repeated escape attempts. (laughs) yeah so they have so the the escape attempts that they make are are stymied by the fact that they are um trying to basically rocket up up. the side of the inside of the whale out its mouth and the only time that they're able to do so is when it's breaching and like pivots upward and then at some point you know gets to like a 90 degree angle and so that moment where the water pitches back and starts um, cascading back on top of them is the moment that stopped them every time um, yep and so they 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 like give it one more go where all the three of them not the old man are all in the boat and are just like trying to all row together as quickly as possible um and then uh fail one more time and then have a discussion with the old man or like actually concocting a plan and there's some added stakes because they sort of realize that they think the whale is dying. Um, right. Which... Yeah, because the um, the water level's rising. There's just a whole bunch of factors that go into this. They, they are under the impression that this whale is going to die and then they'll be stuck at the bottom of it. Yeah, kind of going back to that like little vignetted story that Nishi was telling about where this is like the thing that is keeping them alive. And there's also like a, yeah. a really... You know, beautiful moment in this where um they're like this life may even be better than what we could expect outside but it is still worth it to explore i thought that was kind of amazing actually so then they they get the old man on board um they find some uh boat motors they siphon the gas (laughs) out of the yeah car siphon gas out of their old car and yeah they start uh they start this sequence where they're actually escaping the whale and it's, you know, montage and it's very stylized and they're like stepping on at like all this stuff that's falling it's, into the whale at it's the same nice. Yeah. Like the whale eats a, a fucking airplane and a boat and a train. It's it's like a boat, a train, an airplane and then a uh skyscraper yeah and they're like so yeah they they rock it up as far as they can with the boat the boat gets smashed and then they're like running on the smashed pieces of the boat running on all these little pieces of the the things that it's eating and then running on like insects and then running on the hair follicle or like the hairs yep. standing up on the bottom of their feet it's like just increasingly ridiculous and um, yeah it, it's a really great sequence it's amazing and then they get out yeah And we get this montage of, like, possible futures. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 
it is a whole bunch of possible futures because it's like a whole bunch of different ways of Yang being an artist, uh, ways of Mion being happy. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. There's progressions. And then, and then um, yeah, all, all three of them, including actually all four of them, because the old man, too, gets gets like a couple of futures out of this, too, because he oh, yeah. falls back um, initially. And it's kind of unclear whether or not the dinosaur is able to help him out or what the exact is. But um, yeah, and then it's basically just montages from there until the end, which is really it's beautiful. You know, it's such a strong ending. Tough to cover, but yes, it's it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, what a film. Yeah, and they do end on a scene of Mion getting cleanly into the train. Yeah. So that her her foot doesn't get stuck like it did at the very beginning. Oh yeah, and what, the um, soccer guy can't chase them. What what leads to that? I don't. I didn't quite understand how it like fully rewound. Like they played the sequence again of the the like rewind the superhero, boy. Um, yeah. and then pulled it back to the to the start of the story again. I was kind of unclear. Like what was I that? Just know. like a reference to like possible pasts as well as possible futures um is it well they end on a frank like just written out the story has never ended yeah Hmm. yeah it's cool go watch this yeah watch it it's really cool it's an art movie yeah i i think that people don't watch a lot of art movies like a lot of art movies don't get made and we don't see a lot of them yeah um like one Another thing that I watched this week was the uh, the Wachowskis uh, Speed Racer movie. Oh, sure. Which is like the the movie tanked horrendously. <laughs> I, I didn't think, know that. Oh, horribly. Um, yeah, I guess I sort of expected it, but I didn't know it. But I think it's because it was an art movie that cost $140 million and they were trying to sell it to an American audience. Yeah, an art movie with the name Speed Racer attached. Yeah, it's... Truly a recipe for Weird. success. Yeah. I mean, hey, what did, what did you think about it? I haven't seen it. Oh, that 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 movie is great. Excellent. I'll like, give it a it's watch. Super fun. Nice. Um, I, I just I'd been wanting to watch it for a while, and then I like looked it up, and it was like, oh, this is just on HBO Max. Oh, sick. Yeah. I'll run it. Um, but yeah, Mind Game. What a trip! It was like I don't know. Is it is it a courageous movie? You got a review for us? Courageous. Um, ah. I wish it was from the perspective of a woman. Yeah, yeah, I do wish it, you know, was... Or entertained the perspective of a woman for more than... Less, uh... 2% of its yeah, runtime. Less centered on uh, this character. Yeah, because I, I honestly didn't like the main character that much. No, no, he's not that great. Yeah. You know, even, even when he becomes self-actualized, then yeah. he isn't recognizing other people as self as actualized being yeah what are you gonna do i'll, I'll give it it's uh, accurate eight eight uh extinct fish species that they found in the whale i'll give it running time. on six flies and one train and you know i love trains anyway uh yeah that's a review of mind game thanks go watch it go watch it Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night. <laughs>